Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here today to answer questions um, by one of our Homeschool Seven Sisters at the Facebook group for Seven Sisters Homeschool. So the question was, how do you homeschool high school with strong-willed teens? You know, that's a a really challenging thing to do, especially if you've already had a couple of very compliant teens ahead of your strong-willed one. And so you got this idea, you know, like, oh, we should all be going with the flow and everything should be calm and quiet. And then you get a strong-willed one and it can be challenging. Even if you just have one kid and it's the kid's strong-willed, it can be exhausting when you have a very vocal So let's talk about that. Like, how do you homeschool high school with strong-willed teens? So first off, let's take a step back and frame the situation. You and your teen, whether they're strong-willed or not, you're, you're not enemies. It's not you against your teen. And so if you can be praying that God give you the vision for you guys being a team not against. To be together in this homeschool journey is a really, really necessary thing. And so the cool thing is if you have a strong-willed team who is on your side, you, you can get all kinds of amazing things done in your homeschool. So frame it as We're going to be together on this. We're going to find a way to be together, to be growing into a a friendship that hopefully that will last into and through adulthood. You know, when we get this idea that you have to be the authority figure and the teen has to be submissive and quiet and, you know, groveling at all times, uh, this is not going to work with a strong-willed teen. All right, another thing to know is that God makes our kids with a certain personality. Like he's not up there biting his fingernails that you have a strong-willed teen. He, he saw in his great wisdom that it was the very best thing for you and for your teen, for you guys to be together here on earth. And so we can trust God with the process and that he has plans for that teen. And usually is not to break their wills. It's to mold them into the image of Christ using that strong will for some good in this world. And he's giving you a strong will team to help mold your personality towards Christ. And so that you learn to be the kind of person who is full of the fruit of the spirit. So God has plans. He has plans for you and he has plans for your strong will team. All right, so that's very that's just the 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 baseline that we've got to start with. So our our big picture, you know, worldview, you know, is God made these kids and the idea is for you guys to become a team not against. So that requires first off as our seven sister Kim says, you you pray first last and always. We need God's help with all of our kids, but especially we want God's wisdom for our kids because we want to raise them in a way that that God has in mind. And, uh, you know, what works with one kid is not going to work with them all. 
So want to start though with a, a nice resource. If you want a book that can really, really be helpful in understanding and raising a strong-willed teen or any teen at all, it's uh, a book by Ross Campbell and it's called How to Really Love Your Teen. And so it balances the um, need for boundaries. You know, everybody's got to learn how to deal with boundaries, but also helping your teen feel loved. And a lot of times in the uh, strong-willed teens interactions and communications where they're coming out pretty tough, down underneath is this need of knowing that they are loved in, in a present and, and, judgment-free way. Now they may need, you know, guidance and boundaries and we all do. Um, but all teens need, just like all kids need, just like all adults need, we all need to feel loved. So Campbell talks about balancing love and boundaries. So, um, in doing that, you know, if you have an overall view of how to interact with your teen in a basically loving way, you create an environment that the education will flow much more nicely. So I'll just throw a few ideas from Campbell out there with you, and I do recommend the book, is, you know, teens need a few basic things. One is they need eye contact. You know, a lot of times teens are wanting more time on their own, you know, or more time with friends or more time gaming. So they want more time for, you know, individual, not with mom activities. Um, and that's, that's a developmental thing. You know, it's, you have them study human development. And they'll understand why they want that. Um, but they also have a deep soul need, like God made them to need eye contact with their parents. So when you do have a chance to be together, you know, doing lessons or grading papers or cooking supper or doing chores together, or just having a conversation if you can make sure that there are times where you are having some eye contact, not a staring contest, but just, you know, check in with the eyes that that um, like Campbell talks about, it fills their love tank. There's something about the eyes, you know, the windows of our soul is uh, says in scripture is, you know, we, we are um, made to make eye contact. And so our teens need that. So a little bit of eye contact each day. Teens also need a little bit of positive physical touch. They won't let you know that usually, you know, like, don't even be around me. But if you can give your teen a pat on the back when they're walking through the kitchen or a handshake as they go out the door, you know, simple little gentle physical contact. What that does is, again, this, there's a... Um, a, a feeling of their emotional soul, just a little, little tiny bit of physical contact. But, you know, for all humans, when we have a touch with another human, um, however brief it is, our bodies rela release oxytocin, which is a calming, healing, bonding hormone. So it's a very powerful thing. Just a very brief little human contact is, is healthy for them and helps them feel loved, helps them feel more connected all teens need a little bit of focused attention time. And because they are 
so very busy, you know, running around, getting everything done, doing their own individuation or, you know, doing their reading their books or gaming or whatever. Uh, it's hard to find time sometimes where you are just giving them attention and it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, algebra. Um, it's just time where you're listening to them and hearing their ideas. Um, sometimes teens, you know, if you say, hey, let's sit down and talk about, you know, what you're interested in, you know, or tell me about this idea, that idea. They go like, oh, mom. But uh, very often, if you can get them in the car and have them leave the earbuds home, you know, just get them in the car and go drive to some errands, um, go, go drive somewhere, you know, a park that's a half an hour away and take a walk that for some reason, a lot of teens will open up and share some things that they are worried about or that they're happy about, or just what they did, you know, when they were gaming last night, like, like they will just tell you some things. And in a teen's mind, that's focused attention. That's making them feel a value and loved by you. So you got the, the, the eye contact and positive physical touch and focused attention. And then one is unconditional love. And that's the last thing that, that Ross Campbell will suggest that, that teens really need is they need to know they are unconditionally loved. In other words, they need to hear the words, I love you periodically, but they also need to know that when they have blown it, like yelling or you know trying something subversive or something, that that may have been the wrong behavior, but your love is always there for them. So you don't withhold love. Um, you set boundaries, there are consequences, but you know, they are always, always loved. And uh, so they, they just need to hear that. And that's okay. When you're getting ready to do your homeschooling with your strong-willed teens, uh, very often there are some tips that can help it feel more like a team and less like your enemies doing this. So with a strong-willed teen, you don't want to hand them a stack of books and some syllabi and say, here you go, and I want this at this date and this at this date and this at this date and this at this date. And then, you know, that's it's a command and you do it my way. That, you know, you'll get something done, but you won't get it done happily. So if you can instead sit down with your team um, during the off season and together plan for the next school year, you know, if you've got the luxury to think ahead all four years of high school, you know, to just get an overview, you know, according to what you need for graduation, we need four language arts and we need at least three maths and you know, the, you know, some basics. So here are the things that, you know, according to the rules that, that we need. Now, let's decide together what would be most interesting for you in order to get those things done. And then you listen and kind of get their ideas. And then if they're absolutely ridiculous ideas, then you ask them questions, you know, and help mold their thoughts, show them different options you know, we can do an online class with uh, our friends at Funda Funda Academy or True North Academy, or we can do a fun Seven Sisters Homeschool psychology book, you know, like, so give them a, a, some suggestions. This means you have to do your research ahead of time. Um, you know, we could do some co-op classes. We can do, 
you know, study this on your own. We can just do this credit with, you know, watching videos and writing a couple of papers and things like that. Like, um, you know, earning those Carnegie unit kind of, of courses. Hey, I will put links to those kind of ideas in the show notes. So you can do your research on that. When you have your teens ideas, you know, when they have a buy-in on uh, what they want to do, you are going to get better cooperation as the school year starts. Now, all teens are, 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 they're just not steady state. You know, what, what seems like it was going to work in September may not be working in December. Uh, and that's not just because they're strong-willed. It's just teens are discovering themselves. And what they think sounded really cool was just an absolute hot mess disaster. And so, uh, you know, this, with all teens, we need, moms need the flexibility to change course periodically. And that is not only just okay, it is right to do. You know, something's not working, we can change course. And when we change course, we want to get the buy-in from our teens, like listen to them about what didn't work and uh, what would work better. And then, you know, to, to get their input, you listen, and then you brainstorm ideas together. They're a lot more work, these strong-willed teens. You know, they're not just waiting for you to hand things over. Okay. All right. You do want to, as you're choosing curriculum and making plans for the year. You also want to make sure though, that they understand a little bit about what your basic expectations are. Like, I want you to graduate high school. And um, I, I just, you know, as long as we've got the, the minimum, that's okay with me. Or, you know, I really see in you the potential to go to college I, and so I really would like to see you do college prep level work in your core courses and then maybe, you know, choose some honors courses to do to build your transcript. And then when you come up with your ideas, you you write them down together, you know, so that he or she has a copy. You have a copy of what, you know, your your expectations are and what their expectations are. Go back to the scriptures, you know, Habakkuk 2.2 says that you write a vision and make it clear so that those who read it can run with it. And having written copies of, um, you know, what, what you're aiming for, you know, what's your vision for down the road? Um, that's a good idea. If you've got a creative soul, speaking of what's your vision down the road, if you've got a teen who loves creativity, having them do a vision board of what they want through high school and after high school and, you know, capture in a good vision board form that can really help it, especially a strong-willed team kind of get on their own team so that they're working towards healthy goals. All right. One then is also make sure as you're going through the year that you, you're not a consistent nag. So what we want to do, you know, you've got your expectations clear. You also then in order not to nag, you want to make sure that you're on the same pages together that, um, you know, here's, here's the syllabi. We agreed on the dates on the syllabi. And so you have written on the calendar for them and your calendar when to start on papers, when to be at the rough draft level of papers, when to be done with a paper or studying for tests or, you know, completing X number of hours towards a Carnegie unit credit. 
Um, and so you want to have in writing what your expectations are for taking the, 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 the grand scheme, you know, what you want at the end of high school, but what the day-to-day kind of life expectations are going to be. Also, you can take that down with a lot of teens to, to get a basic daily rhythm. And so you, you will have some expectations, you know, I want to see some activities, some chores done in the morning, and then, you know, school started by X amount of time, or we want to, you know, make sure that all of your schoolwork is done by X amount of time in the day and bedtime at this time, like, you you know, want to work on that together to make not a rigid schedule, but a baseline schedule. So, you know, the, the little window of time you know, approximately three or four hours a day on lessons, uh, you know, approximately three, you know, X number of hours on chores and self-care and, and stuff like that. One of the helpful things you can do to help kids learn about time management is to teach them some time management strategies. And you start with a um, time audit where teens, you know, check in with teens, you know, through the day and say, okay, what have you been doing how long have you been doing it for? And help them develop a log so that at the end of the day, the log has recorded, you know, how much time they were in the shower and how long they slept and how long they were on, you know, social media and all that. And then at the end of a week of doing that, turn that into like a pie chart and they can see the slices of pie. Like, you know, this slice of pie is how many hours of sleep and this slice of pie was how long they were on online games and you know, so it's not a judgmental thing. It's just scientific data. And then, you know, when that chart is done, you sit down together and say, hey, you know, are any of these pie slices the wrong size? Then how do we want to adjust your schedule? And then maybe do some scheduling backwards. So, you know, your end in mind and then and step back. So, you know, got a paper due on the 20th. Well, then we need to start it on the 1st. Okay. So you write hand in the paper on the schedule and then, you know, put that on the 20th, put on the first when to start, you know, like a start on the first and then pick your halfway point. So I'm going to be halfway through with my rough draft at this point, And then I'll be all the way through with my rough draft at this point, And then my final draft, you know, back at the 20th. And so you can work on teens with scheduling backwards and time audits to get a sense of time because, you know, some teens just haven't developed that yet. And so it's a, uh, sometimes us grownups haven't developed a sense of time yet. So it's a good uh, practice to have. All right. One of the really important things to do when you're dealing with strong-willed teens is to make sure to find things to laugh about. You know, scripture talks about a merry heart does good like a medicine. It's good for your and your teens physiological being. So your their bodies, your body, but also your soul to find things to laugh about. So if you periodically can sit down together and watch a funny movie or some funny YouTubes or tell some, you know, jokes, you know, like anytime we can inject humor into the household, it's going to create some health and some bonding. And then it's really important when working with uh, strong-willed teens or, or any human being is if you've made a mistake, if you've lost your temper, to model for them the, the way to apologize. Like you don't say, 
I'm sorry that I lost my temper, but it's your fault because you were pushing my buttons. Or I'm sorry you felt bad because I yelled back at you. Um, that those aren't genuine apologies. You know, an apology is, hey, I'm owning my own stuff. I lost my temper and let it be. And then out of that modeling, they learn what a real apology is. So basic strategies. There's no such thing as a perfect team. Even a compliant team is going to do something stupid periodically or have a bad day here and there. And strong-willed teams are more likely to push our buttons than others, but it's because they are made in the image of God in the way God made them with a plan and purpose for them to fulfill in life. And they need that strong will to do that. So they are not a failure that, that you have created. They're not a failure because they are that way. In fact, they are created in God's image and God has plans. So, you know, give, give your soul uh, a break from the mom guilt trip that you have a strong will teen or, you know, just really being irritated with your teen all the time because they push buttons and use instead use this process of raising a, a lovely strong will teen, you know, as a personal growth thing for you and a prayer opportunity um, that they learn who they are and how to fulfill the things that God has made them to do. Okay. So one of the best places to go to talk about homeschooling high school is the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. It is a safe place to throw a question up about, you know, homeschooling high school. Um, you know, even homeschooling the youngers, uh, it's just so uh, much of our attention is focused on high school, but there's not ever a wrong question to throw in the group. So please feel free to join the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. And of course, always visit sevensistershomeschool.com and check out all the other podcasts on the Homeschool High School, um, I'm sorry, on the uh, Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Felice Gerwitz started this network years ago, and they are the coolest, encouraging podcasts on there. So, you know, there's the Skills 101 in homeschooling with technology that I mentioned periodically because that's useful stuff, you know, like down to earth, positive things that are concrete you can use um, and help your teens grow into the adults they need to be. And then, you know, one of our favorite podcasts of all time is Homeschool Sanity with Melanie Wilson. And, you know, anybody who's caught that over the time is, you know, Melanie's just a wealth of wisdom and uh, information, but, but, uh, you know, just the intelligence emotionally and spiritually that you need to get through the process in a sane way. You can find information on that at the, the Homeschool Sanity podcast. All right. Well, that's enough for today. Thank you for joining us on the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.